right, guys. So let's let's settle down some. We need you to sing this song with us. Listen up, listen up. Out of creation, there at the start, before the beginning of time. With no point of reference, spoke to the dark and fleshed out the wonder of life. And as you speak, a hundred billion galaxies are born. And the vapor of your breath, the planet is born. If the stars were made to worship, so light, I can see your heart. Every burning star will signify a 
St. Matthews, we are totally committed to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Jesus is God the Son and the Son of God. It is our desire that you become saved right where you sit by professing your belief in Jesus Christ and asking him into your life. The Bible says that Jesus our Savior died for all your sins. He was buried and rose on the third day with all power in his hands. To be saved, just pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. I believe you are God the Father's only begotten Son. Lord, come into my life and save my soul. If you've done that, email, call, or write us so we can send you written materials on your newfound faith. We have a ministry for your entire family. This is a teaching ministry under the direction of Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr., the senior pastor of St. Matthew's Baptist Church for over 33 years. Dr. Gordon's stellar leadership encourages thousands to cultivate a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Dr. Gordon exegetes God's word for truth, transformation, and transparency. It's truly some great people in this church that really just want to, that really have like a heart for God and really just want to like just serve. The Holy Spirit has a way of, of sending uh, a word to answer some of the questions that you might have. I've seen the impact that it not only had on my family, St. Matthews, but also that it has in our community. I tell people, because they're seeing the difference in me and they're saying, what, what are you doing? I'm like, me and my husband have been going to church. What church do you go to? And I say, St. Matthews in Williamstown. And like, I'm so proud to say that I go there because it changed my life. It's home. It's, it's home. Over. Over. Uh, and over and over. Uh, 
Everybody say, favor. I got favor. Yeah, he keeps on blessing me. I can't explain it. It's so amazing. It's not by goodness. Of my own. And from the depths of my soul. Jesus, I've got favor, and he keeps on blessing me. To our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, King of kings, Lord of lords, as we bow prostrate before his presence in worship. Truly God is an awesome God. I will look to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth. 
He will not suffer our feet to be moved. Praise the name of Jesus. We exalt him. And this morning we want you to be still and know that he is God. God is in full control even when we're out of control. He's worthy to be praised. And on this Lord's Day, we give God his worth. I want to thank God for our praise team, for Perry, our musician, and all the other musicians. And we thank in the Lord from whom all blessings flow. And truly, God is an awesome God. Now, I fractured my pinky and uh, at home, and I went to see about the fracture and uh, did what I had to do. And now we move on. No pouting, no feeling sorry for myself, just... Suck it up, soldier, and keep moving. In the name of Jesus, amen. Uh, weep in Megan for night. Joy comes in the morning. And in this life, you will have tribulations. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. We're lifting up the families of our congregation, our nation, who have experienced death. We're praying for those who are sick. We're praying that this pandemic would be, amen, removed by Almighty God, we repent to him as a nation and as a people. And we're praying for him to step in and have his way. And we thank God from whom all blessings flow. And we thank him. As we enter this series on conflict this morning, I'm dealing with spiritual conflict. And I want to say that um, too often we are in never-never land when it comes to discernment. Our scripture is Genesis 3, and, and I want to say that uh, uh, in Genesis 3, we begin a crucial part of the uh, scripture of Genesis, the fall, the flood, and the family, which is transformed into a nation. As we look at this book of beginnings written by Moses, this great book of Genesis, Genesis is the beginning, the beginning of everything, is in Genesis. Amen. And and so uh, one of the things we want you to do is to just take inventory and let the scriptures speak to you. Halloween as a child was evil in its meaning, meaning but exciting in its mystery. Well, what do you mean by exciting? Well, uh, we we enjoyed the years that we covered up, wore masks, costumes, amen, hid our true identity from others. And there were times as I was growing up in a costume that people that were with me, I had to say, and who are you? And I didn't know who they were until they removed their mask. And, 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 and in a very similar sense, Satan is the master of masks. He's the master of hidden identity. And we too wear masks. We too don't want others to know our true identity. And, and Satan masks his motives, his mandates, his ministry. He, he is a master uh, of disguise. And, and so one of the things that we want to do in the spiritual conflict is Deal with this uh, portion of scripture that handles the, the fall, the flood, and the family. 
very, very interesting. Genesis, very, very interesting book. And the Bible says that Elohim, in the beginning, God, Elohim, the plurality of God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, ex nihilo, spoke into existence, something out of nothing. And God the Father is the benefactor and designer. God the Son, amen, actually did the production as he is the word of God, as God spoke the word, Jesus was the creator God and sustainer God, and God the Holy Spirit was the witness. We, we see the Elohim uh, in the beginning, God created, bara, ex nihilo, something out of nothing. And then uh, we start to get controversial theologically because the Bible says, and the earth was without form, and we know by Isaiah 18 that God does not create anything out of form. Something took place. We, we don't know uh, exactly all the ramifications. Uh, Isaiah 45, Isaiah 18, and other parts of Isaiah tells us that something horrific took place. And, and it is believed by some gap in restoration theory that that's when Lucifer fell between verse 1 and 2 and brought wreck and ruin to um, the universe, the earth. Uh, and, 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 so, and the Spirit of God moved across the chasm of the deep and he brought order out of chaos. So... That, that is controversial. What's not controversial is you've got to bring Lucifer, Satan, down before chapter 3. And, and so one of the things that we begin to, to see is that there are six reasons, and I'm going to deal with them today, why, and this is uh, indicative of us as well, why a garden was changed to a wilderness. Six reasons, and, and real quickly, I, I want to deal with this. In chapter 2, God was in the creative stage. God created the universe, and uh, he created uh, a man from the dust of the earth, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and then took a rib, and he, amen, made his wife, Eve, and brought Eve to Adam, he, Adam had just named all the animals as God brought the animals to Adam, whatever he called them. God said that was their names. And then God said, but there was not an help meet for Adam. So he made Eve, brought Eve to Adam. And the closing of chapter 2 says, listen, and they were both naked and not ashamed. No guilt. This covenant of Eden, the Edenic covenant, they were in the Garden of Eden in a place that God deemed very pleasurable, great place that God had created for them, amen, self-sustaining, amen, they didn't have to water anything, they didn't have to till the ground, God put them in a perfect environment, and in this Edenic covenant, they were in a state of innocence, the dispensation time in which truth was tested, they were in a state of innocence. 
They were not ashamed, even though they were naked. There was no sin nature, no sin. Amen. In chapter 2, and then it says in chapter 3, verse 1, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast that the Lord had made. Now stop Paul's apart because the presupposition here is that this serpent, this snake, walked uprightly. And it it was beautiful and it could talk. Um, that's a presupposition. Why? Because when God curses the serpent, he said, your curses, you're going to crawl in the dust the rest of your life. And there will be enmity between you and the woman. God, so we believe that this serpent, amen, that God had made was more subtle and conniving uh, after Satan got into him. And that's the way Satan is. Once he gets into you, he starts changing your nature. And uh, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. And so what we see in the fall is that Amen. We first see, listen to pastor, we first see the, amen, secret, secrets of Satan, the secret disguise of the enemy. Now let me stop pausing park. Secret disguise. You better know how Satan comes at you. He's cunning. He's subtle. He slipped. The fact of the matter is, is that he was in the serpent, speaking through the serpent, using the serpent, which God had called good in chapter 2. Everything that God made, he declared it was good. Amen. And once Satan got in, Satan started using the serpent. I want to say that oftentimes we do not recognize the enemy. We don't recognize him. Now let me stop pause the park. That is, there are people who make decisions based on their innate feelings, their thoughts, their evil. I'm going to sell drugs so I can make some fast money. And then when you're caught or you go to jail or you get killed, it wasn't such a good idea. You, you don't have a drug problem. You got a greed problem. And until God deals with the greed, you're only going to repeat, amen, the greed to make money. Lord have mercy. You will fracture yourself, your family, and others around you with a greed problem. And until God gets to the nature of the problem, there's a repeat in a totally unrelated area that we try to keep perpetuating. So in his disguise, I want to stop, pause, and park and let you know what the Bible says. First uh, John 4, 1, John writes, Believe not every spirit, every voice, every feeling, every thought 
but try the spirits, test the spirits by the Holy Spirit. That as we take these voices, these thoughts, these influences, and test them by the word, we cannot discern where the voice is coming from. Satan can transform himself, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, into an angel of light. And if possible, could fool the very elect. That, that is, bring every thought, we're going to deal with this, under the obedience of Christ. You'll know them by their fruit. Hmm. James says, for the wisdom that's from above is first pure, then peaceable, then easy to be entreated. Many of us, even who are saved, are fooled consciously, continuously by the disguising of Satan. Satan will tell you what you want to hear. Satan will challenge what you say you believe. Satan will come in methods and through other people and through mentalities to get you to yield his way. And if you're not in this word, if you are not a diligent, Lord have mercy, student of the word, he will trick you. He's had loads and loads of experience. So what we see in this disguisement like Halloween We're walking into people we know, but we don't know who they are because they're masked. They're in disguise. They're undercover. They're hiding their identity. Lord have mercy. So, so, so one of the things that we see in this matter of disguisement is that Satan comes through the serpent and suddenly begins to use this Interesting creature. He's interesting because he's walking upright, he's talking, and from all indications, he's probably beautiful. He's unusual. And that's what Satan does. He'll take something good and use it for his own purposes. That, that is, we, we see the secret disguisement of the enemy. Now let me stop Paul's and Park because I too have been fooled at times by his disguisements. He can put on a costume that looks right, sounds right, makes us feel right, and it's all wrong. We struggle in our relationships, struggle in our marriages, struggle with our children, struggle with our money, struggle with our lives because Satan is disguised. He's uh, coming in a way that we cannot discern him. Lord, have mercy. I want to deal with the fact that this secret disguisement, listening, is influencing us through another means. Now, now for you Bible students in Isaiah uh, 14... There are five I wills, and God records in Isaiah 14 where Satan says, I will, listen, I will, Lord have mercy, 
be like the Most High God. I will ascend to the mountains of the north. I will, Lord have mercy, I will, amen, uh, overrule the stars of heaven, the angels, five I wills. Jesus said in his earthly life, I saw Satan falling like lightning from heaven. And God booted him and his one-third of angels, fallen angels out of heaven. Amen. And, and, and so when you look at this fall, this fall is because he has already fallen. Lord have mercy. So Isaiah 12 contextually, I'm sorry, Isaiah 14 contextually is talking about the king of Babylon and the, listen, the king of Tyre, king of Sidon. And when you get to Ezekiel 28, where it calls Lucifer the anointed cherub who was created, he's a created being, he's not a creator, with all kind of pipes of music on the inside, his job was to reflect the glory of the angels into God. Listen, and, and the Bible says contextually that God lines himself, he, he aligns Satan with the prince of Tyre, Lord have mercy, the king of Tyre, the king of Babylon, and God gives him his doom as those men were doomed. Lord have mercy. When you begin to look at the origin of Lucifer, who became Satan, fallen creature, limited, not unlimited, not God, not creator, but a creation, Lord have mercy. Wounded, messed up, sinful. And, 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 and so uh, the question this morning is, what disguises, what mass is, is Satan using to deceive you? What is it that Satan puts on that deceives you? Where we have no recognition of the devil. He doesn't come in a red suit, pitchfork, and horns. That's, <laughs> that's man's make makeup. Satan is full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. And, and so he can actually transform himself into an angel of light. And I'm not asking you to make something up. Already this morning, he is disguising himself in some way to you. Mm. there's a disguising going on in your life that you can't discern. Mm. So not only do we see the secrets of his disguise, but we see the seduction of his dialogue. I, I, I find this to be so interesting, and, and, and we talked about uh, the covenant being the Edenic covenant in the Garden of Eden and the dispensation, the time where truth is tested, is innocence. They were innocence, but once they fell, they start living by a corrupted conscience. Mm. Conscience. That is, God kept them away from evil. 
They had no inner thought about evil, only the good. And, 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 and the fall went on and brought the flood. God didn't bring a flood to stop sin. If he did, he failed. He didn't bring a flood to stop sin. He brought a flood because Jew says the angels in that time kept not their first estate. They cohabitated. They didn't marry. They cohabitated demonic seeds. And God brought the flood to kill the seeds. Hanging in with me because Noah came right out of the ark and started sinning again. The flood didn't stop sin, but it stopped the sea. They kept not their first estate. They, listen, they, they were, they all were abandoned by God to a place called Tartarus. They were chained and they're going to be loosed on the tribulation period. Very, very interesting. These scorpions, these demonic beings, uh, created demonic seeds. In Genesis 6 and on, God brought the flood, and then God made a promise, the rainbow, I would never again destroy all creation for man's sins. Very, very interesting reading. And in chapter 11 and 12, we see through Abraham the beginning of a family, and the uh, dispensation is promised, which was 500 years before the law through Moses. And so we, we, we begin to see a matriculation of how God, what God is allowing, but this seductive dialogue is very, very interesting. First of all, there was an accusation of God. And whenever Satan comes to trick us, he's asking a question. He's asking a question. Did God say? Is God really loving you? Is God protecting you? Is God behind you? Is God for you? He, there's always an accusation against God and an approval of her individual glory. Now let me stop pausing, Park, because you have to do the reading yourself. Satan, in his disguise, came through the serpent, but in his seductive dialogue. Notice he didn't come to Adam who received the word directly from God. He came to Eve who received an indirect word from her husband. This has nothing to do with gender. Nothing at all. This has to do with genius. Satan is full of wisdom. And perfect in beauty. He knew he could trip this woman up in her reasonings. Lord have mercy. That that is, that is, he uh, this seductive dialogue was that God was cheating her. Did God say that if you partook of this fruit you would die? You will not surely die. The word surely denotes you're going to die but there's other stuff that's going to happen. For God doth know that in the day you eat thereof you'll be just like God knowing good and evil. Satan comes with part truth part lie in your life and in mine. Yeah. 
He gets into our imaginations through his disguise. He gets into our hearts through his dialogue. He keeps on dialoguing with us until we believe his lie. I'll be better if I get out of this marriage. I'll be get a, better if I get out of this ministry. I'll be better with a different mindset. I'll be better doing this and doing that. And we, we, we just move expeditiously out of the will of God. Hmm. Seductive dialogue, reasoning. Did God say? And, and there have been times in my life when I had to go back and question myself. Did God really say this? And what did God mean by it? Jesus said, in this life, you're going to have tribulations. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. No weapon formed against you shall prosper with all the hell going on today. All the injustice, all the pandemic, all, 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 all the violence, all the anger, all the divisiveness. You as Christians just hold on and be still and know that he's God. God has purposes that are playing out. But God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Be still and know that I am God. God doesn't need us changing things. God needs us to look to him in childlike faith and wait on him and trust him. This won't be the first time he pulled you out of trouble. But you better vote. You you better vote early. You better do what you need to do, amen, to, to make things happen positively, but notice the seductive dialogue, the accusation against God, and then the approval. There was something in Eve, Satan reasoned, that she wanted more than what she had. She wasn't satisfied being beside her husband. She wasn't satisfied being in a role of a mother and a helpmeet, she wanted more. Satan opened every opportunity for her to have more through this seductive dialogue. I wonder what Satan is whispering in your ear. And he keeps coming back, coming back, coming back continuously with some apparatus to raise you up. <sighs> See, we can have societal rejection. We, we can have, Lord have mercy, amen, relationship rejection, but we can also have self-rejection. And once we have self-rejection, God's got to come in and repair self. Doesn't matter who you marry. You still got rejection. It doesn't matter what has happened in your life. You still have rejection. And as long as you have rejection, you are trying to work to undo it. And you can't do it. You need Jesus. This morning, you have a costume on. You are hiding. You got a mask on, disguising something that you don't want to reveal. He came with secret disguisement. He came with a seductive dialogue. 
And then third, he came, Lord have mercy, with a system of deception. Now, diversionary tactics is doing something here in order for something to work here. And, and what he did with this deception was told Eve what she needed for self-approval and then told Eve what she needed to satisfy her appetite. Now let me stop pausing for it. Look, look at God. God said, you too may eat of every tree in the garden. Now, we don't know how many trees that were, was. Could have been a hundred, could have been a thousand. But of the one tree that's in the midst of the garden, you shall not eat thereof. For if you do, the day you eat, you're going to die. One tree. Look at the restrictions. When it comes to the deceptions of Satan, he is in our mind planning restrictions, not advantages. You may eat of every tree. They didn't hear that. What they heard was the one tree. I remember growing up, my mother said, whatever you do, don't ever go in that closet. And I already put that on my checklist that I had to get in that closet. There was something (laughs) persuasive about what's in that closet. So, So God did not limit them God tested them not to eat, to eat, to eat of that one tree. And many times in our lives, God has planted a garden in our lives where he has given us freedom in a whole lot of areas, but restriction in one. We don't like the restrictions. We, we, we have to go back and uh, the appeal was just too strong for Eve. The appetite, once she ate, what would happen? Because Satan in his dialogue had lied to her. You will be like God. It's a search for glory. Mm. Interesting. It's a search for glory. We're just wasting our time wearing disguises, hearing seductive dialogues. Lord, have mercy, and yielding to the deceptions of Satan. Satan will hook you up. Satan will tell you what you want to hear. Satan will disguise himself and seductively dialogue with you, and Satan will, in the name of Jesus, yes, he will, he will deceive you. He deceives people's hearts Every day. I was deceived. But the Lord woke me up. I was hell bound. But the Lord snatched me out. I was living in darkness. But the Lord brought me into his marvelous light. Do I have a witness? Satan got over on me. Just like he gets over on you. He keeps whispering these lies. For us to start believing the lie and feeling disgruntled about God's livelihood. Happens all the time. That that is. uh, We see a denial 
of Scripture. What do you mean by that? Well, hmm. Uh, we see a putting away of truth. What God said is not accepted. There's more to this than that. Uh, we see a damaging of our trust in the Lord. Did God say? And, and understand something. We're going to get to this in this series on conflict. Satan went after Jesus the same way in Matthew 4. He waited until he was hungry. And then he suggested, through the power of suggestion, how to feed himself. Hmm. And what Satan was saying to Jesus, all I want you to do is just act independently of God. Hmm. He knew who Jesus was. The word if is transliterated since. Since you are the son of God, turn these stones in the bread. Jesus starts to quote Deuteronomy. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. It is written, it is written, it is written. Not a denial of scripture, but a declaration of scripture. We got to stand on the word. If God said it, that ends it, I believe it. We, we got to stand on this word. And we know, even when you get low, when you feel like throwing a towel in, when you feel like running out, and we know that all things are being worked together for the good, for them that love the Lord, and them that are called according to his purpose, uh, Galatians 5, and be not weary. I'm talking to somebody this morning. In well-doing, for in due season you shall reap. Here's the condition, if you faint not. God, God is saying, hold on and hold out. Help us on the way. Amen. I will bless the Lord, Psalm 34, at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Six reasons why a garden was changed into a wilderness. Disguise, dialogue, ah, deception, and now denial. You, you can't deny the word of God. Do I have a witness? Yeah. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. Thy, thy word is a light unto my path. Ah, thy word, thy word is wholesome. Thy word is glorious. Thy word is powerful. Thy word, listen to this, cannot come back void, empty. It must accomplish what it sets out to do. Thy word. There is a denial of scripture in order to fool Eve. Now, let me stop pausing apart because Eve was deceived. Adam sinned willfully. You better know the difference. Denise was, Eve was messed up in her so-called doctrine. She said, well, the Lord said, and, and let me give you a good indicator. Stop talking to the devil. The devil will mess you up. Stop listening at the devil. The devil will tell you what you want to hear. The devil will costume and cover 
and bring conflict into your life because you and I are no match for him. And, 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 and so uh, uh, Adam, I guess Adam, this is hypothetical, after naming all the animals, and when, Eve, when, Eve, when he woke up and saw Eve, uh, in the Hebrew he said, Wow! And I guess Adam said, Wow! I don't want to live without my wow. I don't want to go back to animals. He sinned willfully. He sinned with eyes wide open. Uh, Eve was deceived. Nothing to do with gender. Men are deceived. Men's hearts are deceived. Men's minds are deceived. Men's will are deceived. I've been deceived. You've been deceived. That, That is, he sinned willfully. He was willing to die with his wife, and he did. I want you to to understand that six reasons a garden was changed into a wilderness. The denial of scripture is major. Now, they didn't have a Bible back then, but they had the word of God. Mm. They didn't have commentaries, but they had enough of the word to stay straight. Do I have a witness? That 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 the 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 fifth the fifth thing that we see is we we see a defeat uh, of their stability. Once she ate, she gave to her husband, and he did eat. And the Bible says that once they ate, they started dying. They died instantly spiritually. They died progressively physically, emotionally. They, they died and they had fallen into sin. They had failed and they were fractured. Let me tell you where our fractures come from. Sin. Our sin nature. Sin experiences. We are fractured. We are messed up. Jesus makes us whole. Jesus comes along, amen, transfers us into his account, forgives us, sustains us. Jesus and only Jesus. There's no other God before man. Jesus heals the sin-sick soul. That, that is, that is, they, they fell, they were fractured. Yeah, they, they started failing. And the Bible says in Genesis 3 that the Lord's voice was walking in the coolness of the evening. And he said, Adam, where are you? Now let me stop, pause the part. God will start asking you questions that will reveal your guilt. Where are you in your marriage? Where are you in your ministry? Where are you with your money? Where are you in your mind? Where are you in your place? Where are you in my providence? Where are you? And the Bible says that Adam and Eve were hiding. 
We keep hiding because of guilt. We won't take off the mask. We won't remove the costume because of the guilt. Adam said, I'm hiding because I was naked. God said, who told you you was naked? Have you eaten of the tree in which I told you not to eat? See, our reactions and the way we live and the way we think and the way we talk is automatic an admission of guilt. My God. Hmm. And the Bible says, and this is so important, that Adam and Eve sewed fig leaves together to cover their guilt. This morning, what have you sewed together to cover your guilt? And the Bible says that the Lord took skins from animals, meaning God had to kill something innocent that had nothing to do with their sin, take the blood out and cover them in coats of skins. That's redemption. But he put them out of the garden. And in putting them out of the garden, you need to go back and read it. Lord, have mercy. The word cherubim is in the plural. He sent cherubims to the garden, to the east gate, one with a flaming sword, so they could not come back and partake of the tree of life and die and be in damnation forever. Sometimes God drives us from something to preserve us. Lord, have mercy. I, 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 I feel like running around this church. When I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. I thank God for saving me. I thank God for snatching me out of hell with smoke still in my garments. I thank God for putting me on the street called straight. I thank God for the doctrine of election. I thank God for choosing me. He said, I chose you. You didn't choose me. I thank God for saving me, sitting me in glorious heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I thank God that I'm saved this morning. Sanctified. Positionally selected. Oh, I thank the Lord. If God doesn't do another thing, he's done enough already. Do I have a witness? I will bless the Lord at all times. He redeemed me. He renewed me. Ah, only God. Only, only, only God can do all of that in spite of us. It wasn't like we got good and sought God. It was that he sought us in our mess. He pulled us out of our wickedness and put us on a street called straight. Mm. In spite of all of Jonah's sins, And Jonah had some stuff with him. God programmed a whale, a fish, to spit him out on the third day in the very place that God had told him to go. Won't he do it, saints? 
Thank you, Jesus. And then Jonah was persuaded he was going to preach to Nineveh. Jonah was persuaded he was going to carry out God's will because God's got a way of changing our minds. That is... Mm. We see a uh, defeat of stability and then we see the destruction of Satan. One of the things that Genesis 3 reminds me of, and it's kind of funny, my mother had six kids as we were growing up when... When something happened, something went wrong, and nobody wanted to talk up, everybody got it. <laughs> Don't you sit on my couch with that that hot plastic in 95-degree weather. Don't you, Don't you go in that room. Don't you do this. We had all restrictions. We had rules. But we knew our parents loved us. And what they were teaching us with those rules was specificity. How to listen to authority. How to obey authority. How to follow instructions. Do I have a witness? And, and, and here, God gets everybody. He says, Adam, because you hearken to your wife and not to my word, you're going to work the sweat of your brow all the days of your life. You're going to have to turn over thorns and thistles. You're going to have to work for a living. And it won't be all easy. You're going to have to make the land, which is now cursed, work for you. All the days of your life. Eve, because you yielded to the serpent, conception will be painful. And now your place is to your husband who is the rule over you. Ah, leave that one alone. Eve, you were deceived. I never told you not to touch the tree. I said, don't eat of the tree. You change my words. Satan! To the serpent, you will crawl all the days of your life in the dust. There will be enmity between you and the woman. And Satan, her seed is going to crush yours. The seed of the woman, who is Jesus Christ, who will come with the family and the nation. The seed of the woman, who is Jesus Christ, is going to end everything for you. He's going to destroy you on the cross. And during the tribulation period in Revelation chapter 12, at the midpoint of the tribulation period, you're going to be cast out of the heavenlies down to earth for your time is short. And you're going to be cast into a lake of fire forever and ever and ever. You didn't get away with anything. I used you as a dog on a leash. You're not getting away with anything because six reasons, Lord, have mercy, a garden turned into a wilderness. 
And Adam was the head of the human race. He was the federal head. So, amen, we were born into sin and shaped by inequity. Every generation was born into sin. Every person was born into sin. Stamped for hell. Every, every person is fractured in their soul, in their minds, in their hearts. Wounded. Messed up. Nobody's perfect in their state, but we are in opposition. Because 2,000, I'm coming in now, years ago, the Son of Man, hallelujah, uh, he died as, as they led him to Golgotha. They stretched him out and hung him up. They put him on a rugged cross. They crucified him. They mocked him. They spit on him. They laughed at him. And at three o'clock in the afternoon, having been on the cross from nine o'clock in the morning, he died. Then he died. He died till the sun stopped shining. He died till the earth started reeling and rocking. He died to a Roman centurion said, surely. This was the son of God. Went to a grave, went into Sheol, went to hell and preached to the spirits. I told you so. But early, I said early on Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. Doesn't he have all power? He's got all power. And he says, because I live, you shall live. The Lord Jesus Christ. Six reasons the garden was chained to a wilderness. Ah, a secret disguise. No recognition. Can you recognize the enemy? He might be in your own house. Hmm. A seductive dialogue. Do you know when God is talking, when he's talking? Hmm. A system of deception. Can you recognize truth from a lie? Uh, defect and denial of scripture. Satan will take scripture and weave it. Half truth, half lie. Uh, and then and then of course the defeat uh-huh, of our stability. Sin will fracture us. Sin will help us to fall. Sin will make us incomplete. And then finally, the destruction of Satan. This coming. Oh, this was the man that caused the nations to tremble. This one who was Lucifer became Satan. And all his one-third of demonic forces are going to burn into the lake of fire. Nobody's getting away with anything. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth that he shall reap, told Jeremiah, where the carcass is, the eagle will follow. The eagle's judgment, the carcass, is sin. Six reasons a garden was changed into a wilderness. Spiritual conflict. Test the spirit by the spirit. 
Wait on God. Worship God. Amen. Let God heal your wounds. Let God change your scenarios. Stop moving and be still and know that he is God. With the costumes, the cover-up, the hiding, is Satan fooling you like he fooled Eve and Adam? The answer should be no. I will be still and know that he is God. God bless you. Have a great day and walk with the King. Jesus loves you. So I...